Well, good morning. You guys can have a seat. Uh, today is a very special today, a special day. It's all tied into uh, Faith Promise. Faith Promise is uh, every year we uh, take a few weeks out and we focus on, okay, what can we trust God for for the next year? We'd love to give, and yet we often ask ourselves, and, and this, is, this is great. This should be a part of your heart. You ask yourselves, okay, so when we do give to Skyline, what's it for? Like, what's, what are we giving for? What is the fruit that we expect to see or, or we pray to see? And today, that's what today's all about. Today is all about you seeing um, that when you do give, when you trust God, when you do give, it makes a difference in people's lives. And so we have both, uh, Miss Lori's going to speak, and then we have a baptism, and we're just so excited about, uh, about both of them. And so uh, we want to give an uh, uh, amazing Skyline welcome, but before we do, if you ever wondered, if you just ever wondered, if you studied the world, if you read magazines, and, and you watched videos, and you talked to people, and you're like, what would be the perfect wife? Like, what would that be like? Well, I'm going to reveal her to you right now. All right, Miss Lori, would you please come on out? Good morning, everyone. I told him not to embarrass me before he comes out, but he always does stuff like that. Uh, as I said, I'm Lori High, and uh, I would like to share with you a little bit of my story. I grew up in the best place in the whole world, Cassopolis, Michigan. I lived on a dirt road about 20 miles from the nearest grocery store. Now, I know many of you think you grew up in the best place in the world, but that's because you've never been to McKinsey Street. You just don't understand. We, had, we lived close to my grandparents on my father's side. My grandpa Kent and my dad were my most favorite people in the whole world. Both my grandparents and my parents knew Jesus. Two of my most favorite places to be in the world were church or the barnyard. My grandpa loved horses, and he and I were in the barnyard a lot. From the time I could sit up, I was either on a pony or a horse. I loved it. We went to church three days a week or whenever the doors were open, and I enjoyed that so much. My dad's relatives went there, too. Our church was great. It was great with rewards and I loved competition. We had a lot of things in our children's church like we have uh, here at Skyline, um, one of which was Awana. And we were learning the books of the Bible in Awana. I knew everyone was going to learn the books of the Bible. So I thought I could win if I could say them faster. Would, would you like to hear me say them? Yeah, okay. All right. Now remember, I'm old now. So my tongue doesn't, it gets kind of tied, so just, just be patient. Okay, ready? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Jesus, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 1 Kings, 1 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Song, Proverbs, Ecclesiastic, Song, Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Meditations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Isaiah, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 1 Corinthians, John, Jude, Galatians. Now, over in Kids Club, if your kids come home and they say, i got to learn, learn the books of the Bible fast, you will know why. <laughs> in Proverbs 22.6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. My mom loved that verse. And she wanted me to know God's word 
So every day, she would read the Bible to us, and we would memorize it. I loved it. I had an awesome life. Then when I was in fourth grade, something happened that changed things. My grandfather was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Again, he was my favorite person in the whole world. Now, I knew my verses. I learned them in Awana or in church. I knew Matthew 17, 20, about the faith of a mustard seed. And I was praying. And, of course, James 5, 14, about the pastor coming and praying over them and being healed. Surely our pastor would come and pray over him. He would be just fine. But when the pastor came to the hospital... Before he prayed, he said, well, the reason my grandfather was dying was because he was demon-possessed. But I knew my verses. I knew 2 Corinthians 6.16, 1 Peter 1.5, 1 John 5.16. It wasn't possible. He knew Jesus. Well, after that, my life blew up. The church I love split, and when the pastor left, was asked to leave, half of our church went with him including my father's family. I couldn't believe people who were, said they were committed to God in his word would act like this. I remember vividly waking up one day, laying in my bed, hearing people whisper outside. I knew my grandpa was dead. Everything I taught, everything I was taught, I thought was a lie. I didn't tell anybody. That way, I, that day, I walked away from everything the church had to offer. I was going to go do things Lori's way. I would do what I wanted, and I would decide, and I decided that way was the world's. That was when my life really fell apart. It's amazing how far you can run. By ninth grade, I was a mess. In tenth grade, I was dating a guy who was on drugs and an alcoholic. But I want you to know, God still loved me, and he was after me. It must have been from God, but for some strange reason, even though this guy drank and did drugs, he was very adamant that I wouldn't, and he would get very, very angry if anyone would offer some to me. It was weird. One day at school, I found out that boyfriend and my best friend had cheated on me. And I was devastated. I ran out of the school. And I uh, lay down in the middle of a road. And decided I want to die. I know some of you say, oh no, that's serious. But you have to remember where I lived. Sometimes some of those roads, cars wouldn't come down them for days. But I was done. I had tried both worlds, worlds and um, they both stunk. I was put under house arrest per doctor's orders, and I was stuck there. My brother had this friend named Chris High who would come over, and we'd play darts together. And we ended up started dating. And I shamefully say today that by the time I was 17, I was pregnant. I was looking for love everywhere but where I needed to find it. 
we were married and we lived in a house that was, um, used to be my grandparent, Chris's grandparents. One day after Christopher was born, I accidentally put my Bible on top of our car and we drove off and it fell in the road. Some of the neighbors found it and they took it to a church nearby. The church called us and said we could come pick it up. So we did. While we were there, we met a couple named Gary and Shelley Klein. They were really different. This God that I knew all about, they talked to him every day and asked him things. They asked him what to do and they followed him. It was really weird. But I knew they had something. I knew they had something that I had been looking for and that I really, really needed. Gary was an Awana leader, and he asked me to help in Awana. And you know I loved Awana. God was working in my heart, using all those verses that my mom had ingrained in my brain. One night after Awana, while I was feeding Christopher, the Holy Spirit used God's word to hit me hard. I knew if my children were going to grow up with me like this, they were in trouble. I needed to get my life straightened out. In James 2.19, it says, You believe there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. I realized I knew all about this God, but I didn't know him. That night, I gave my life to him. I asked his forgiveness for my sins. And I told him I wanted to follow him anywhere, no matter what. He forgave me. And he showed me his amazing grace. Chris had always talked about going to Bible school, but now I was ready. And we would go to Pennsylvania to Bible school. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And we were ready for a straight path. One morning I woke up while in nursing school with a swollen knee. Didn't know why, but I was on crutches. I couldn't move it, and I had severe pain. What was God doing? The doctors had diagnosed me with either lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. He certainly wasn't making our paths straight, though, was he? It didn't make sense. I was finally following him. We were going to go to Bible school in Pennsylvania to serve him. We wanted to do what he wanted. What in the world was he doing? We pray for blessings, we pray for peace, comfort for family, protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, prosperity, we pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. And all the while you hear each spoken need 
Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things. Because what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? We pray for wisdom, your voice to hear. We cry out in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your goodness. We doubt your love. As if every promise in your word is not enough. And all the while, you hear each desperate plea and long that we'd have faith to believe. Because what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know your need? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? When friends betray us, when darkness seems to win, we know the pain reminds us now that this is not, this is not our It's not our home. Because what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if my greatest disappointments and the aching of this life is the revealing of a greater thirst this world can't satisfy? What if trials of this life, the rain, the storms, the darkest nights, are your mercy in disguise? Thank you. Well, the doctors were sure that I had a slight case and I, they'd get me on my feet in no time. I was finishing nursing school, which was a miracle, seeing I was on crutches. For but somehow, 
I was able to get off them for three days, and I was on them the rest of the week. God had worked one miracle. After I finished school, we were supposed to go to Bible school, but I wasn't getting any better. I couldn't work. So we couldn't go. At least that's what I thought. God intervened again. And um, Chris's parents said they'd pay for the first semester because all I needed was a little more time. And they'd give me that time this first semester. So off we went to Bible school in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. By the end of Chris's first semester, they didn't have it under control. I did try and get a job. I worked for three days, and then I couldn't walk for a whole week. I couldn't work. But we were already here. Chris had already started. Come on, God, what are you doing? I never got better. My disease took over my whole body. I didn't have a single joint that wasn't affected. I would never work as a nurse. Chris did finish Bible school, though, not by our plans, but by God's. He worked his tail off. Well, I did my best and took care of our children. By the time we were out of school, we had four. We believed with all our heart that God wanted us on the mission field. But God had different plans. After traveling to churches every weekend with kids in tow, for two years, we weren't getting our support. All the people could see was that I wouldn't make it. What they didn't know, though, my determination and my stubbornness, surely I would make it. But it wouldn't be. One day Chris came to, us, came to me and told me we were done. Now me, being the spiritual wife I was and really such a good woman, I told him he was a wimp. <laughs> but later on I apologized and uh, he forgave me. And we were off to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where he would be the youth pastor and the Bible teacher at a school. We had five great years there, and we learned so much. My children, in particular Erica, which some of you know, had problems with the other children making fun of her and being mean to her. That's where we started our first snickerdoodle campaign. Now, if you don't know what a snickerdoodle campaign is, ask Sharon Fumia, and she'll tell you all about it. It's based off of Romans 12, 17 through 21. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. We learned and practiced God's word. We had an awesome time there. At the end of our five years in Alabama, Chris's brother was killed in a farm accident, and my mom was getting very ill. She had had MS for years, and she was in bad shape. Our dads needed us, so off we went back home. To where? Cassopolis, Michigan? Yes. Chris worked on the farm with his dad, and I continued to love my husband and children and teach them God's word. Our two oldest were in high school by now, and we set out to love Marcellus High School with God's love. It was awesome. While we were there, Chris kept getting calls from New Jersey. They wanted him to come be a youth pastor. We both knew that no one in their right mind would want to go to New Jersey. But Chris went out to check it out, you know, just to see it just in case. 
again, we, it was confirmed during that trip that no one would want to move to New Jersey. But again, God will do anything to get you where he wants you. By the end of the first planting season, which was terrible season, everyone knew but Chris that we were supposed to go. Eventually, Chris understood, and off we went to New Jersey. After two years in that church there, Chris ended up resigning, and we went to work. He went to work at FedEx and installing fireplaces. But during that time at that church, the doctors had started me on a new medication called Imbril, and I began to get better. I took some refresher courses, and I was able to work. It was unbelievable. I had been a nurse for 17 years. And I would finally work as one. Not only that, but they counted half my years and paid me accordingly. It, it was a miracle. But, beyond, but God solidified in our minds and confirmed that we were supposed to be on the mission field. But the mission field wasn't overseas. It was here in New Jersey. And Chris set out, quit his jobs, and he set out to start a church called Skyline, where he would teach, <laughs> where he wanted to teach people about the grace of God, which we both experienced. So while I supported him, he started the church. When Skyline didn't need my financial support anymore, my disease started acting up again. I was off my feet again in severe pain. God didn't want me to work anymore. He had other plans for me here at Skyline with you. But my love for children had always been huge. So if I could help anyone or any of these families trust in him, that would make my heart leap with joy. You see, I have had it all. And I don't want your kids to go through what I did. I want to help them find Christ. And not just know him, know about him, but to know him. That's the only way they're really going to succeed. I am so thankful today that all my poor children are following Jesus and raising their children to know him. If that's all I had in this world, that would be enough. My dreams would have come true, and my prayers would have been answered. See, what this world holds for them can never compare to what God has in store. In Joshua 1.8, it says, Keep this book of the law, the Bible, always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be careful to do everything that is in it. Then you will be prosperous and succeed. I am so thankful that my parents understood that promise of God's. In Isaiah 55, 11, it says, My word that goes out from, from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire. So many times in my life, I'll be confused not understanding what God's doing. Like when I got sick, when I thought I'd never be a real nurse, when Chris's brother was killed, 
when Chris lost his job at the church and I didn't know what in the world was going on or why. When we had to resign from the mission board this last year when my nephew was killed. Every time God has used his word to come flooding back into me, into my mind, and the stories about his faithfulness, all the individual verses, he uses them to hold me tight and reassure me that he will work it all out for my good. The most important thing that we will, that we will do is to help our children succeed and help them find the true and living God so that they can have a life like no one in this world because of God's word. In Sky Kids, we have several tools to help out of you. We have a wand, we have God time cards, we have Bibles especially made for your children to help engage them in God's word. Don't forget to take 10 to 15 minutes a day to read to them from it. Do the God time cards. Help them memorize God's word. Give them a fighting chance in this evil world. Don't let them face it without Christ. They need him. You can't go wrong if you love them with his word. Remember, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. His word is why I'm here today. Where will your child be someday? Thank you.